Today we have Shoaib Naveed, who is covering the India-Australia series Down Under for Park Passion. And uh, he has also covered uh, the recent uh, Cricket World Cup in the subcontinent uh, for Park Passion. You can find him on Twitter at SillyTD. Welcome to the show, Shoaib. Hi, and thanks for having me. So, uh, tell me and uh, also the uh, Couch Talk listeners, how is that a Pakistani who holds an American passport is fiddling around in New Zealand, but is in Australia covering the India-Australia series. And that too for a Pakistani fan side. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> well, well, basically, uh, I grew up in Pakistan uh, till I was about 17. And then we moved to the U.S. And I went to college there. But of course, like many Pakistanis and Indians here, I've had the job of cricket and I couldn't let go. I worked after uh, leaving college. Uh, I graduated about a year and a half ago. Uh, I worked for about six months. Uh, didn't like it. I always thought that I needed to try out a career in cricket, which is why I saved up and I quit my job and I moved to New Zealand. Uh, basically, to do coaching and all. So I did a few coaching courses there. And then uh, uh, I was junior coaching there. At the same time, I started writing a lot for Park Passion. And I recently started contributing to the Dawn blogs as well and to All Out Cricket blogs. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that's that's how it started. And basically, India India was touring Australia. It was a big series. I had previously gone to the World Cup uh, and did the same thing with Park Passion. So I contacted them and said if they could get, get me media accreditation. And thankfully, they could. So, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, as someone who has seen all the uh, days of cricket in the uh, India-Australia series so far, uh, you know, so far mm-hmm. we have had nine days of cricket, test cricket, uh, at the time okay. of recording this. Um, what, how, what was your pre-series expectation and how it may have changed since? Yeah, Australia-India, I thought it was going to be a pretty close contest. Uh, I thought both sides were mediocre. And they would balance each other out, and we were going to we were going to see at least a close fight. No, it was it wasn't going to be like England India from earlier in the summer. But unfortunately, it hasn't panned out that way. India have like I think Dhoni's captaincy has a lot to do with it, but we can discuss that later. Uh, but yeah, at the start, I actually thought that it was going to be a pretty close contest. I mean. Uh... I mean, I might be hopelessly optimistic, but uh, might have been. Uh, I thought this was a very good chance for India to win a series down under, uh, before the series anyway. Well, uh, I, I, I don't know if it, it was a chance to win, but I, I thought that it was going to be at least a 1-1 draw or or 2-1, whoever won the first test. That was my prediction. Whoever won in Melbourne would be winning it 2-1. Mm-hmm. 
you know it could still happen you know <laughs> it could have still happened but uh, you said that you know after watching the entire days play of all the nine nine days it's actually not been the case yesterday was so bad that i just wrote my harsha bogle interview thing and uh, i didn't watch the the, the after like midway during the t session i just left it was too much Oh, really it was such yeah. unbelievably awesome batting from uh, warner how can you not watch it still, i was still watching but the thing is uh the press facilities at perth are horrible <laughs> we are at mid wicket so it's it is better just watching it on tv uh and so i just put on my headphones and i started writing and i just kept on looking up at the tv screen every now and then and watching the replays of the sixers <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah briefly uh, what do you, where do you think uh, india are going wrong i mean see for me pre series i thought if the bowlers can stay healthy uh, india have a very good chance of winning the series but yeah. the bowlers have especially zahir khan has stayed healthy uh, knock on wood so far um, but uh, you know the batting lineup that boasts of so many you know stroke makers this and that record holders uh they haven't fired as a unit and i think that is the primary reason uh why india find themselves where they are right now i think one there are plenty of reasons one of the major reasons is the opening partnership i think gambhir has been found out uh and he played well previously on new, in new zealand south africa and australia because he was a new batsman people the bowlers haven't figured it out figured him out yet but uh, it happens in cricket that batsmen often after a year or two they get found out and he he has a pretty lack in technique against bounce uh and uh like warner said this yesterday that a lot of indian batsmen you just have to keep on pegging away at that fourth fifth stump line and they're always going to play their shots and they're going to keep on edging and he was kind of like brutal in his analysis yesterday he he said india are already beaten it looks like so and which isn't which isn't you know far off after seeing their performance yesterday i think the opening partnership is a big thing then i think the 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 biggest factor is dhoni's captaincy and how he handles his bowlers there are plenty of occasions in melbourne in sydney even where he could have you know uh beaten the australians down but he doesn't seem to trust his bowlers like in england he didn't have the bowlers over here he actually has a pretty decent bowling attack in my opinion but he uh just doesn't trust them and he like he takes the same feels he does in the subcontinent but the th- but the fact is that in the subcontinent these bowlers are like born bred there they know how to bowl in those conditions in australian conditions they they don't know they the cap it's a captain's job to be a bit more proactive and you know make the like something happen but he doesn't he just sits, sits uh, he's just sitting back i mean there is some amount of truth in uh, what you have said no denying that uh but although i would like to disagree that uh uh you know f- on the first point where he said gambhir has been found out i mean he was found out when he made the debut in 0405 uh, he had trouble and then he rectified his technique and then he started scoring everywhere and it also helped that devrendra seva was scoring on the other end um and uh, i would actually know how much he has actually scored in testing conditions no it is, no he has 100 it came on a completely flat deck his scores in south africa even though he scored they come, they came on like day two day three conditions when the pitch has completely flattened out so it is like his main troubles are coming 
against the new ball when the ball is rising outside the off stump and i don't think he's actually ever been ever rectified that problem i mean uh, I, that's why i'm saying like he has a flaw in his technique he has re- i mean he never used to uh, you know uh, well he had his problem with uh, you know getting around the front leg he corrected it now <coughs> he's developed the bad habit of like trying to glide it to the third man which is terrible and he did that even in india i mean he didn't have to have fast pitches he was doing it against west indies in india so he has developed bad habits in his batting rather than you know him getting foundered you know um, yeah. and also uh, i mean he has like the thing is he has he, I, i i do think he's mentally very tough and i think he he does have it in him to play at, at the international level and he has duncan fletcher who like i don't know what what he's doing but the thing is he is supposed to be one of the best guys when it comes to batting technique and correcting batting flaws yeah but so he fact, has like the best guy at his disposable you know but the fact is like if that is not happening then it's uh, definitely fletch's fault but also uh, address david warner's point um, that you know if you peg away at the fourth term fifth term and uh, it's not only indians any batsman in the world will go for it uh, but it's just the fact that australia have shown the discipline especially with uh, hilfan house coming back much stronger than i thought he could be uh, he would be uh, where he has been that one force where he can bowl 18 out of the uh, you know uh, 45 overs that gets bowled you know where he keeps pegging away and that uh, channel outside off stump and then you have had uh, siddle and uh, as, as good as they bowled as good as they bowled australia is nowhere near a four nil side i mean you also agree with this right but yeah that's true the, that's true and it has a lot yeah, to do with bowlers have bowled they they are still a very young attack india over here especially like sevag has is a lot to be blamed he, he, like i don't i don't agree with this mentality or this that's how just sevag plays yeah i agree i, I agree that like, uh, you know like show a bit more application in these conditions so yeah, which is which he's not doing he's just going out there just playing a shots and at the end of the day he says oh i scored you know i always i always score but he hasn't actually scored in so long in a in, you know away series he's just like going and giving 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 away his wickets when he, he all he needs to do is a bit more application and the young bowlers like patinson if you're not going to give him wickets in his first test in his first session at melbourne they like that was a really good chance for india i mean even after uh, you know squandering away from 214 for 2 to 282 they still had an outside chance uh in melbourne but they squandered it i mean it, for me uh, more they didn't than have an outside chance in melbourne they should have won in melbourne <laughs> they gave uh, in sydney they had they had an outside chance where uh, they had australia 50 for 3 i mean that's they, an out when you on a flat wicket you get bowled out for 191 uh yeah. yeah but if you have the team if you have the team at 50 for 3 mm-hmm. you don't take the field back on the boundary with like an hour remaining when when one more wicket if ponting and uh, clark are playing their best batsmen are playing you know one more wicket will basically even the contest fair that's boss. yeah fair. i mean for me personally i see, i see that uh, the batting as not delivered for a while now and that puts a lot of pressure on the batsman and how, what a captain can do you know you can only a captain so much uh, I, i mean you're not going to be able to defend uh, under 200 under 250 scores in test matches uh, for too long you know he may happen here and there on a very spicy wicket but uh, it's not going to happen um anyway as a fellow subcontinental cricket fan 
tell me for uh, old time sakes, you know, uh, the 1947 sakes and all that. Uh, will Pakistan be able to do any damage to England in the upcoming series at UAE? Well, I have high hopes. I have, I have, I have pretty good hopes. I think like the last year, they, they should have gained in confidence. Although it didn't show in Bangladesh, I would have liked them to you know, score at a high rate at least against the likes of Bangladesh, but they didn't. But still, I think on these pitches, uh, the the way Pakistan bats, these pitches suit that a lot. The, the slow run rates and all, and the way England likes, you know, scoring at four and over as we have seen, that is not that suited to UAE conditions where basically the ball doesn't come onto the bat as, you know, as nicely as the subcontinent. Mm-hmm. There's still flat tracks, but you you have to grind yourself out of it. Like, uh, uh, Post uh, post the uh, match, fi- uh, sorry, spot fixing scandal and all, uh, Pakistan uh, surprisingly drew South Africa and UAE. Um, yeah. Do you think? Do you have hopes of a drawn series, or do you think Pakistan have actually a See, chance to win I the series? I think Pakistan can easily draw the series if they shut shop from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But like they did against South Africa. But if they go in with that mentality, then what's the point? It's a home series. You have to increase your ranking, rankings. And I, I think they should be smart about it. I think Mizbah is smart enough that they should target around a 1-0 win. Like they should, you know, if they want to like play defensively, you, uh, play defensively in like two of the test matches. Abu Dhabi, I can see, is going to be a draw because that pitch never does anything. Mm. But the Dubai tracks, they're actually conducive for results, as we saw against Sri Lanka. It was a pretty good test match. And uh, I think against, yeah, I, I, I think 1-0 would be a good, would be a good uh, goal to aim at. Um, looking at uh, the England batting lineup and Pakistan's uh, bowling lineup, you think mm. Pakistan have enough to bowl out that uh, lineup twice. I definitely think they do, but they they have to give themselves the best option. I think in England, as they showed in their, I mean, you can't compare one-day cricket and all to Test cricket, but as they showed in their, they completely demolished India and England. But when they went over in the one-day series, they were so inept against spin that it was unbelievable. So they have to give themselves the best chance, Pakistan. They have to play, I think, Abdul Rahman from the start. Uh, so two plus, two plus two. Yeah, so they should go with two plus two plus Hafiz. So that's three spinners and two fast bowlers. And in that fast bowler also, I think a left-hander. I want Junaid Khan to play. They might play Wahab Riyaz. I think Junaid Khan proved that he's an excellent bowler in these conditions. He he knows how to bowl with the, with the old ball. And I think we need a left-hander in there. Uh, so uh, because the English side has so many left-handers. And who is the other fast bowler for you? Well, the other fast bowler for me would be Chima because he again bowls well to, to left-handers and he has been the most consistent seamer of them all. Goal, I have always not liked that much. But <laughs> <laughs> no, leave your personal bias uh, Yeah, yeah, out. leave my personal bias also. I think Chima and... Uh, I think Chima and uh, Junaid with Rahman and Ajman would be the best attack, but I don't see that happening. I don't see Gul not playing. As I think Gul will play. You think uh, Gul's experience uh, gives him the I head? I think so, but I think he will. That that it, it will get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going back to uh, your uh, trip all over Australia, um, yeah. 
you know i read your uh, fabulous interview with harsha bogle uh, about uh, you know harsha bogle getting into cricket commentary and stuff like that now that you have had a chance um, to actually be at press conferences in uh, high profile series and you have shared the media box with you know plenty of people that yeah. are you know household names um what are your impressions about what goes on in a press conference you know from what you get to hear from the players and the officials as well as the actual journalists that actually attend these yeah. conferences well the the print media box and the media box in general is amazing that's that's an experience that like it still hasn't got an old for me uh, i mean what am i saying it's my first tour so of course it hasn't got an old for me but press conferences are the biggest waste of time ever nothing absolutely you know they basically the journalists ask questions so that they have like hefty quotes that they can use in their articles and the players answer answers are very diplomatic and nothing actually comes of it i like press conferences are as the name suggests they're just for the press to basically have something to write about at the end of the day and you know fill fill in their columns so your press conferences are nothing that that amazing but uh, the experience of being in the media box and sharing and sharing you know your thoughts with cricket fanatics like yourself uh, and <laughs> you know like analyzing the game that that's the best part about it um do you have any interesting anecdotes um you know where a journalist or somebody uh you know keep pushing on a same question trying to dig in or into the player or anything of the sort yeah. this like whole brad had in and this you know it it is absolutely nothing i've said i've sat in all these press conferences the poor guys have basically been pushed into pushed and pushed into answering a specific you know line of questioning uh where they have no where they have no other option i mean siddle when he came in after the go karting incident brad hadden had just had his interview the previous day uh I, I know Brad Adam had just said that on the the radio show, and then Zahir Khan came in at the press conferences and he got bombarded with these questions, mm. and he had to say something. And I mean, he's a fast bowler; he's a bit aggressive uh, about these things. And he and he made and he made a comment. K, uh, what did he say? Uh, he said that he should focus on his wicket keeping. I think. Yeah, yeah. He said, I mean, that's nothing. Like, but it was blown out so out of proportion. And like, then Hayden came in, uh, not Hayden. Siddle came in after Zayir Khan, and out of the eight questions that were asked, seven or six were related to this. And they kept on asking him until he said Zayir Khan should, uh, you know, uh, it, it is not Zayir Khan's place to be questioning Brad Hayden's keeping. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh, the press conferences on that amazing, in my opinion. Then. so talking about uh, media box and uh, media personalities and everything um so you have got to meet uh, you got the opportunity to meet your uh, idol uh, the left arm of god a uh, god uh, wasim akram <laughs> so uh, enlightness how that came about how you got to meet him and uh, you know whether you have actually woken up since then <laughs> yeah well basically like many i've grown up worshiping wasim bhai and uh i don't know it like it's yeah it was a very surreal I, i i was looking forward to it also but i was also really scared uh it was the first day it was at the first on boxing day uh i it i was circling the commentary area 
and I and I saw Richie Beno. Uh, he has a specific table that he just sits on, and nobody bothers him. It's too cool. He he's just sitting there, and you know uh, he's so old now that he basically doesn't converse with anyone. Nobody goes near him. It's he's basically like a saint sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I, I just went up to him to just shake his hand and get an autograph, mm. and it was too good. He he asked me what my name was and. Uh, uh, so I said Schwab, and he said so Schwab. You know, like they have that English name Schwab. Mm-hmm. I said no, no, not Schwab. I said Schwab. So he said, oh, Schwab. <laughs> <think, yeah>, <laughs> <laughs> and then so yeah, he signed me. That. So like right after that, I was walking back, and and he should have said, you know, oh, your name is Richie Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, in point, like I didn't say that, and I wouldn't, please. It's <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I was walking back and I passed the, the ESPN star booth and this, there was this guy staring out of the window pane and it was Wasim Bhai. Mm. And I, I called, I did like a, like a double turn. I was like, oh shit, that was Wasim Bhai. Mm. And uh, I would just stood there, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of like was about to piss in my pants. <laughs> uh, and then uh, after 20 seconds or so, he came out and he just went and sat at the table. And I am just, you know, just standing there. Don't they know what to do? Uh, so they were the, the 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 seat next to him was completely empty, and I just like slid on, slid next to him, and you know, like introduced myself, acting all cool, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, representing Park Passion and Right for Dawn as well, you know. Please tell, yeah. So <clears throat> not, you know, not. Not letting him know that I basically am, I've actually pissed my pants at that point, and <laughs> this is the biggest occasion of my life, and probably will be. <laughs> so, yeah. That, uh, but the thing is, to be honest, uh, he, he was he was great. I've hung out with him after that also. Look at that, you, hung out with Vasi Makra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, and we watch YouTube videos together of films. That that's basically the cake, isn't it? Watching Basim Bhai and Imran Khan YouTube videos with Basim Akram. <laughs> that, that basically, yeah, that, that's the highlight of anybody's life, or it should be. But <laughs> I that first day though, the first time I met him, mm-hmm. he was really cool and it was awesome. Like nothing. It, it was just that you know when it was kind of sad though. Like that day, I wasn't that happy mm-hmm. because it, that that you know that feeling of he, the, that person is a fantasy, mm-hmm. and he he suddenly became real. Mm-hmm. That that's not a good feeling. Anybody who worships like a sports person, if he if you meet him or or like any other personality, if you meet so him, they become life, hu- they become human. They become human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and it's not like they, he he was a bad human or anything. He was mm-hmm. amazing, but uh, it's just that yeah, nothing can match up to that fantasy thing that you have in your head. Um, so you said that was the first time. So you met him multiple times after that. Yeah, after that, like in Sydney, it was a really good setting because uh, I was in the spillover media box, mm-hmm. which was basically right outside the. It wasn't in the media box. It was the seating area outside, mm-hmm. right outside the commentator's box. 
So after Vaseem Bhai and all these people were done, they would come out and, you know, the atmosphere is much better out there because you can see the crowd and you can hear them. And then he would come out and sit there. So I sneakily would open Twitter quickly because my back page is Vaseem Bhai bowling. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he, 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 would, he would look at that. Uh, and then he did and he suddenly so he asked like you know so what, what picture is that so that's like you know just like little things that we could start conversations on mm-hmm. uh, like I used Imran Khan's PTI Jalsa a lot to start conversations with him mm-hmm. and like stuff like so I started wa- start watching YouTube videos of him while he's sitting in the, back, <laughs> in the background with Ravish Shastri so they get involved and start watching it as well but we watched this Imran Khan video that was amazing he it was against India actually eighty two eighty three series where he takes forty or forty two wickets or something, mm-hmm. and Imran and Vaseem Bhai and Ravi Shastri they they both knew every wicket before it was bowled. It was amazing. Like oh. Vaseem Bhai said that he he was in ninth the ninth grade then, and uh, he still remembers all the wickets. It was amazing. It's like you know like us fans when you're watching YouTube videos and mm-hmm. we all. Know, like what the wicket is going to be like and all that, but he from eighty two, eighty three. Imagine that. Yeah. And he, he hasn't seen that video. He probably didn't, but he still remembered that those those wickets, which like impressed me a lot. Um, last time uh, we actually talked, uh, you had mentioned a really cool story. You know, a story like uh, you know that you only see in movies where a guy talks his way through everything and anything. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you're, yeah, I know what you're, you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> so, uh, you want to shed some light on that? Yeah, okay. First of all, it's been made out way <laughs> It's like nothing as close to being a film or anything. It's It was basically in Sri Lanka. I just quit my job and I'd gone to Sri Lanka in, you know, like that maddening time that it was that like I was like oh I have to do something in cricket so this and was during the uh, World Cup are we allowed to swear on this by the way you can you're allowed yeah. to okay so I said like fuck it I have to you know <laughs> leave my job and I'm going to go to the World Cup and so I went to Sri Lanka just I was just going to watch okay and I asked Park Passion that you know I'm, I'm I want to co- uh, I want to cover it for you but it was already too late like you couldn't apply for any media passes or anything mm-hmm. and I'm still really sorry about Park Passion for this but uh, so I was writing and they actually know they actually saw my blog and I posted it on their website also and they said why why don't you write for us for the World Cup and I said yeah that's that's good uh, so I was writing for them and this was in Candy uh, this was the second match, Pakistan-New Zealand se pehle. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, uh, the day before that. And I just got on the bus and I went to the ground. And this, I I played my routine at the, at, uh, at the you know, at the gate. I said, oh, yeah, I started talking in English. And I was like, oh, I can't understand you. And I'm like, you know, I'm like a, like a journalist here covering to the security people. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were very lax in Sri Lanka. And they said, oh, yeah, I don't know, go in. And I went in, my whole point was I have to, I have to just watch the players. And like, I, the security was so laggard, I just walked into the ground and I was circling the ground and the Pakistani team miraculously was training at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Saeed Ajmal was like dropping catches. And then, like, <laughs> it was too like, you know, they were right there. It was just, like, it was such an adrenaline rush because this was like the first time I was so close to like cricketers playing cricket. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, playing cricket. Uh, and uh, 
so i asked all of the players like you know i'm i'm writing for park passion i want to do interviews and they all said you know you should you have to contact the media uh, the yeah the media manager or the manager like in khab alam mm-hmm. before we can do anything so and i said so where i would find where would i find him so, you know, there is a press conference that's about to happen he's going to be in the press box so i i was like okay like i went i would, my plan was i was going to stand outside that media building and he's going to come down and i'm going to ask him but in that in adrenaline rush i was like okay i have to try like let's see what happens i just like went to the media box and i started walking and the first guy i ran into was the media manager at that venue mm-hmm. i was going to take his name because i have like you know caused him a lot of problem already okay. which i'm really, really sorry about but <laughs> uh so i just asked, said you know like i want to be on um like i i have a media uh, uh, i have media accreditation and i'm here to you know for the press conference he said no go get collective media pass and all <laughs> up can go upstairs and there there's this guy who's going to tell you where you're sitting and all so i just okay i said okay and then i went upstairs and i talked to that guy and he uh, he 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 said i can't find your name but there must be a glitch i'll, I'll contact the headquarters mm-hmm. why don't you just like go in and like have lunch with all the press people <laughs> so i like all the pakistani big shots were there and i hung out with them and was ama- like you know i i started talking to them and i like kind of like made friends with them also and by the end of the day they were so nice that they got me that media accreditation Uh, even, yeah even though it wasn't like possible like they they pushed the push them and i got that and i like an idiot i like blogged about it and because i seriously did not know the power of twitter at that time i just started uh, i just started on twitter like a month two months ago mm-hmm. so uh and like the next day i get a tap on my shoulder and when i'm sitting and having breakfast with all the journalists <laughs> <laughs> having no idea what has happened because i blogged about this and like i like on park passion my blog was like fine it was like my actual blog that, that i because i didn't know anybody was going to go on my website mm-hmm. so and but it like apparently it had been tweeted all over the place and the guy was in trouble and i was so sorry i apologized to him and i said yeah i'll, I'll just cover it from outside i don't want to cause any problems but yeah, it was a great experience that that little like 2 3 hour period the previous day even though there wasn't any match going on mm-hmm. that like you know pushed me to like i have to you know try something in cricket because i was so happy in that 2 3 hour period that mm-hmm. uh, i knew okay like i'm kind of wasting my time in other other, other places <laughs> <laughs> so uh after the uh, india versus australia series you're going to head back to your home in uh, chicago uh, what holds for you you know uh, what is uh, your future in cricket what are you up to well i'm going back to the us yeah uh, and then hopefully i want to any any sort of korean cricket man basically i i, I worked with the new zealand cricket players association while i was in new zealand mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that was really fun i really really enjoyed good junior coaching uh, more than anything else so like you know i I'm, my plan is to come back do the same thing work uh, for another 6 7 months and then come back next year to do level 2 of coaching which is basically after level 2 you can get a reasonably okay job not not anything great but you know level 2 you can actually get a full time job doing coaching uh for like in a school or something 
and at the same time you know keep keep writing and try to build a career in media if possible because that that would be the ultimate goal uh, to to see if that pans out yeah so anything cricket related uh, that that's that's basically the goal so okay um, on that note thank you so much uh, for coming on couch talk and uh, no, thank you so much for having me man hey, i wish you the very best in all your future endeavors man hopefully we can talk again soon thank you Couch Talk